Hello and welcome to another episode of Thought Shared Soul Spared. I am Katie. And I'm Jill. And today we're just going to talk about what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) That dog across the street really wants to talk. I love how you're like, what's happening? There's so much happening. (laughs) Specifically. Specifically, that dog across the street. Just going. There's a lot of dogs on this block, guys. The dog across the street is like, I want my 15 minutes of fame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it'd be real nice if you could just stage whisper, please. Um, Oh, I wanted to start off with, um, I found in regards to last week's, uh, not TikTok, God, I don't know what I'm talking about. In regards to last week's episode, where we were talking Mm -hmm. about um, moments that will make us very emotional when theater returns i said made me weep (laughs) i had said that there was a person who's uh who had done this whole thing on tiktok already and that person's Mm -hmm. um tiktok name is at matt silar silar at m-a-t-t-s-i-l-a-r and they have a whole um whole uh little series where they were talking about that and i just wanted to point that out speaking of tiktok next week we may have a special guest who's on tiktok so it'll be real fun yeah should all should all go according to plans yes so i'm not saying the name because i don't want to jinx anything but yes and also we have it set scheduled you know as we're doing this whole thing how about you guys uh give us a rate review subscribe all the things i guess it's supposed to help us out i don't know we have a very small audience so i'm very excited uh for some reason we got a lot of a lot more uh listens to (laughs) the episode of you just talking about Aaron Tveit for some reason comparatively that one did better than any of them. Is that our most popular episode? It's just me screaming about Aaron Tveit. <laughs> no, our most popular episode is us talking about um, the Tony nominations. Naturally, because do you know why? Because why? immediately after I went live, I posted a video of me weeping <laughs> <laughs> on social media, and it got a good amount of views on TikTok and Instagram, and everyone mm. was like, I need to see this. <laughs> you need to see what this person's crying about. You need to understand why she's insane. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, let's talk about like what's happening. Okay, so yeah. this week it was announced um, that, or I guess when you're listening to this now, last week it was announced that there's going to be this thing happening, which we've we've touched on. Um, yeah, about the whole the New pop York up. pops. I hate the way it's phrased because it's New York pops up. And it's, in my head, I go, it should be New York pop-ups. But I understand, like, oh, you're making the pop the verb. Yeah, like, we're pop, like, New York pops up. like, fine. Yeah. Instead of New York pop-ups. I get it. I don't like the way it sounds to my ear. I do not like the way it sounds to my ear. Also, is whoever's in charge of the, like, marketing, the visuals for that also do they just do they just take everything from the public and just put it on that because it is identical imagery it is so similar the public i love you i want to work for you one day 
um hire us <laughs> voicing that right now hi do you need hire do, you, us. do you need um somebody in your development department i will do it thank you um you need someone to run your social media i got you so new york pops up they said that they're going to start implementing the use of Broadway theaters. And I remember when we started, when we first started talking about this whole event, you were kind of like apprehensive about it because you were I was like- very wary of it. Because the, very... original, the original press conference about it was just stating like a very blanket thing about it. It wasn't like all the stuff that was gonna entail within this event, like this ongoing event. And so all that I knew about it was like the big names attached to it. And it was very off-putting for me. And it was very much like a money grab. And I didn't like that. Like it didn't feel like, oh, let's bring the arts back to New York. But a money grab in the sense, it's for like a money grab for the artists. And there were artists that already have. Are they getting paid for it? I'm sure Hugh Jackman and Amy Schumer and all of them are getting paid for it. I'm Mm. sure. You know what? Fair, fair. Like, when when there's things, yeah, there's corporate fees. It was all very off-putting to me. I didn't like that they were saying, oh, let's bring the arts back to New York. Let's bring like this back as like the center of what New York is, because that is what New York is. It's very much like the arts and theater and everything. And so it was very off-putting to me that, that those are the names attached. And instead of it being, you know, Broadway, off-Broadway, um, performers which now I realize it is also Broadway, <laughs> off-Broadway performers and stuff like that and it's just those were just the original names that were attached to it and it was also off-putting to me because I was like sitting there and I was like how are you expecting this to be exciting for like locals and local theater people if like the names attached are people that are so detached from a lot of <laughs> like what New York theater and New York arts are. Like that was my thing. So I definitely think that since then I've been proven wrong. And so I'm glad that I've been proven wrong because I like what it's doing. Yeah. And I remember we were talking about how John Baptiste, he, I keep saying Baptiste. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't know why I keep, I always put the P in there and I don't know why. I think it's just like a natural thing. Like it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. And I know that we were talking about how John Baptiste, he, um, he had played like a little jazz gig at the Javits vaccination site, the Javits Center vaccination site. And I was like, that's so cool. Um, And now that we're seeing more of these videos come out, I think it's really, it's really interesting. And like, didn't Sarah Bareilles and and Gavin Creel do one like a week or so ago? No, it wasn't Sarah and Gavin. It was Gavin and was it Shoshana? Oh, maybe. I was like somebody in Waitress like that it was like yeah someone like Shoshana or Jessica Foster I can't remember but yeah I just remember my friend I just remember Abby sending me a video of Gavin Creel and I was thrilled (laughs) we love Gavin Creel Gavin Creel iconic love you Gavin the reason I he's the reason I am the way I am (laughs) love you Gavin thanks for giving us Eloise thanks for giving us Millie thanks for giving us uh, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for giving us hair thanks for giving us uh she loves me and thank you of course for winning the Tony and giving us hello Dolly greatly appreciated Alona thank you (laughs) like that I think (laughs) we love Gavin Creel his voice uh melts art um yeah so it was announced when you're listening to this last week that 
Broadway theaters are going to start to get involved with this, which I think is is great. Yeah. Headlines can always be misleading. And the what, headlines were very misleading in this circumstance. Because they said Broadway theaters will open. And that can and that can make people think that Broadway shows are returning, which is not and, what's happening. Yeah. And if you follow me on Instagram, I posted about it because it made me very upset because <laughs> they were posting all the stuff. I saw a lot of different posts about it and everyone in the comments were so excited. No one was like looking into it because, you know, a lot of the times with headlines these days, you kind of just have to take it at face value because you don't really feel like diving. Like, that's a lot of words. <laughs> it's a lot mm-hmm. of words and you don't want to have to deal with that. And so, oh my God, my error just kicked on. Um, and so a lot of people in the comments were like, oh my God, yes, like this is amazing. I'm so excited. And I posted, I said, theaters are being allowed to open up. Oh, I'm pulling out my post. Theaters are allowed are being allowed to open up for pop-up performances, not large scale productions. The wording on most posts about it is super misleading. And I got a message from someone who I've been in contact with a little bit, um, Todd Donovan, he's a producer. He's worked with like Moulin Rouge, On Your Feet, American Sun, Great Comet, um, bunch of stuff. Like he's super nice guy, super, super sweet. Um, but like we've messaged about other stuff and everything. And so he messaged me and he said, it's a hundred people socially distanced. Like that's, you know, what it is. And I was like, oh, okay, perfect. And then he said, it's 33% capacity, max of a hundred people without testing, 150 with testing, and then 200 people outside. So a small Broadway theater is like 600 seats. So it's like hardly- Yeah, the smallest like, the like, smallest Broadway theater is the Hayes, um, and that yeah. has barely over 500 seats. Yeah. And then um, he said, like we talked about how like a typical musical house is twice that, but again, 100, 150 will be like be controlled and like that's doable. Like that's, you know, able to happen. And then um, we were talking, he said, let's face it, no typical big show could stay open with attendances that the prices were like 10 times, you know, what they originally are anyways. And I was like, absolutely true. And a lot of people aren't realizing that, but like Broadway's gonna have to reopen in full capacity before it can open because there's no way that a show can survive. At yeah, or and that was tested that was tested over the summer. Like Andrew Lloyd Webber tried to do that. Mm-hmm. He tried to test yeah. it and it was, yeah. and he came away and said, it's unsuccessful. It, it can't yeah. happen. Can't do it. And it's really sad, but that's like how it's going to happen. Um, but it is very exciting. I, I was very much like trying to form my own opinion on this because in my head, I'm like, oh, theaters are like sacred spaces for the arts. But they also haven't been put to use in a year. And yeah. so if they're going to be put to use for the arts, that's so exciting. I'm excited about it, but we just need to like make sure headlines are clarified. But so I put that out onto TikTok and I said, how are we feeling? Like, what's the general vibe? And this is what I heard. Um, one person, Grace underscore B24 said, I feel like it's a nice sign of hope, especially as the numbers of vaccinated people increases. As long as the pop-up shows are done in a safe way, I think I would be really happy to see people have more opportunities for employment. Agreed. Which is basically what Katie and I said to each other also. Because mm-hmm. like you responded to my Insta story about it and you were like, this is so hopeful. Like, this is great. And I was like, absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. 
And then another person, Jackson Galloway four said, I don't know, to be dead honest, I think at this point with Broadway that it's like theater actors have been out of jobs for over a year now. I get COVID is extremely serious, but how long can people stay out of jobs? I just don't know how much longer we could keep Broadway closed, if that makes sense. And not just theater actors, but everyone involved with the productions as well. And I get it. It's very true. But do we want to put people to work and then put them at risk? Exactly. You know, and and that's the thing is that was something that equity had been saying for the last year. Because, you know, there was, we talked about this, there was that whole fiasco with um, the Tootsie tour trying to stay in equity tour and they were like oh we're having a casting call and it was like June or something like that and it was like no you're not and actors equity basically was like you are no longer an equity tour if you want to continue like there's no way in hell and I'm honestly I know there's a lot of issues with an actor's equity but I am very very happy with the way that they've been managing COVID like I'm very happy that they've been putting everyone's safety first because I mean, otherwise it's a liability for them. Like it's like an issue for them. And so I'm very glad that, you know, there are all these like things in place that they're doing to make sure that everyone stays safe. Yeah. Before they can have equity. <laughs> and especially because, you know, the arts or I should say theater at least, uh, the performing arts, I'll say, yeah. um, you are very much on top of each other. You're sharing close quarters with these people for hours at a time, you know, dressing rooms, backstage. Yeah, dressing rooms, backstage, on stage even, dancing. It's a lot of close contacts, a lot of breathing in each other's faces. It's, I think it's imperative. Is that the right word? Imperative? Necessary? Mm -hmm. Whatever. That the health- Important and- Yeah. That was cute, real cute. (laughs) Um, I think it's really important that equity has been putting health first, Mm -hmm. at least from the outside. That's how it looks. Yeah. From the inside, it could be a completely different story. And I just don't know about it. We're not actors. We're not actors. (laughs) I would like to work for actors equity. So if anyone listening, (laughs) this is, this is the episode where Jill and I just put out our dream jobs. We're just manifesting here. (laughs) Jill and actors equity, Jujamson. Um, (laughs) I want to work for the public roundabout second stage I'll do like Atlantic Theater Company like oh I want it New York Theater Workshop let's do it yes if anyone needs like a social media slash like PR slash like event planner I'm here I'm ready I'm able (laughs) I'll do literally anything oh my gosh the job market sucks please The job market in the arts sucks right now. Oh my god! Out of the arts, like I'm applying. I've gotten so desperate. I've been applying to like retail places back home, and I'm just suffering. Like no one's calling. That's called an economic crisis that we've been in for a year now. Not though. Like I'm applying to these places. It's just no one wants me because like I'm not qualified for retail. I'm overqualified because I belong in like an office job. God. So I'm so glad I never worked retail that's I don't want to work food see you and I are like because you were like I worked food and I'm like I want to work retail 
I worked food, but I worked, my mom was always like, I don't want my kids to work fast food. I don't want my kids to work fast food. And then my brother and I both worked at in and out for, <laughs> for like five years each, which is like, is like the best you could do fast food wise. I've heard my sister's boyfriend worked for Taco Bell and he was like, it's the best place on the planet. Look, I heard, so Taco Bell's headquarters are in Irvine. Um, mm-hmm. They... Like Taco Bell headquarters, I think is really good. I've heard people who work at Taco Bell stores, not the best. See, and it's funny though, because like I've heard people that worked at Taco Bell in like larger locations that hated it. But like my sister's boyfriend worked at in like Taco Bell in like Eastern Kentucky and loved it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but he did tell me that it's like the healthiest cross contamination wise for like major fast food chains. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, there's no way in hell that your food will be cross contaminated in a Taco Bell. Yeah, I heard because the exact the opposite. Because, like, the way it's organized and everything, he was like, there's no way. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, I never would have thought of that. Hmm. But Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I was trying to form back to this whole New York pops up thing. Yeah. I think it's great. And also, I read somewhere that it's going to start to be used as a blueprint to get more and more people into theaters mm-hmm. to, like, test how... It works. It. It's like it's like not. It's 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 the experiment. They're starting to like test with how do we bring back this kind of life, which right? Is which I think that interesting. in itself is like, like you said, is like the light at the end of the tunnel. Like it's very much. I'm happy. Like I have no complaints about this. I really don't. Yeah, and I'm, I'm someone to find something bad in everything. <laughs> I have no issues with this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, what else is happening? Associated Press, Tony Watch, Aaron Debate rides a roller coaster of a year. Do we want to discuss this article because it made me laugh? Yeah, yeah, okay. read it because I don't know what this is. Okay, let me pull it up and I'll read it. One moment. By the Associated um, Press, it's hard also, to have can we perspective. Talk about how, can we talk about how the Moulin Rouge um, Instagram account posted all these photos of like Aaron's theater roles and I was like which one's your favorite and I commented obviously all of them and <laughs> and my favorite thing on the planet is like as I was looking through these some of these photos were photos I've never seen before and I was so excited about it <laughs> and the photo of him from Hairspray because all the photos of him and Hairspray I've seen are very low quality so I was like thrilled to get like a somewhat higher quality photo of him and um it made me laugh I posted Katie's on my close friend's story so she probably saw it but I posted, he looks so little. Oh, I did <laughs> like see that. <laughs> it's so cute. Ugh. Let me see. Where's this effing article? Here's what made me laugh, though. It's so, like, the way he talks. I said this to my roommate. He talks in a way that's so, like, he's so, like, smart. Like, he's just a genuinely, like, he's a smart guy. And um, I told her, I was like, sometimes the way he phrases things it makes me feel like an idiot. Like I know what he's saying, but it also makes me feel stupid. And um, like there was this one thing that he said, here, I'll just read the whole thing and I'll mention it when I get to it. So even in a crazy year with so many ups and downs, consider the last 12 months of Aaron Tveit. The Broadway star was wowing fans and wonders the musical and it was suddenly shuttered by the coronavirus. Then he contracted COVID-19 himself. He recovered to lend his voice to relief efforts, got a few high profile acting gigs and then landed his first Tony nomination. Which hold on, high profile acting gigs. That is um, Schmigadoon and Royal Holiday. (laughs) 
And he's got a new um, Audible thing. He's doing that um, Audible series. They're, so Audible's doing this new like mini series thing that they're like, it's like a podcast essentially. And they're like stories. And he's in one with like a stacked cast. Like I'm so excited about it because it's like Kiki Palmer. Um, I can't remember. We everyone, love. But I know Kiki Palmer's name. I'm super excited about that. Max Greenfield who. Schmidt. I love him so much. <laughs> like I'm new to New Girl, but like at the same time, I've seen it enough times because it's like now my comfort show. I watch it all the time. Um, Max Greenfield slash Schmidt is like everything I've ever wanted in a human being. Um, mostly Schmidt, but anyway. <laughs> so, um, he says it's hard to have perspective. I just think that's going to need a little bit of time and a little bit of a twenty-five thousand foot view to see what actually happened in the last year. That was what made me feel super because I knew he meant twenty-five. Just- thousand foot view I knew he meant like we just need to like take a step back from it and like look at it from like you know from a step back we I need to get that. some retrospect right I get that but why did he word it that way like I don't know why <laughs> did he word it that way I'm like I want to I want to know <laughs> like activate let me know what. like, like mm, talk me through that sentence what was going through your brain in that sentence Maybe it's someone who is an idiot because it's me <laughs> like I want to know Oh um, my gosh. Two back-to-back blows came within weeks last March when his show was shuttered and then Tivate became one of the first Broadway actors to speak publicly about contracting COVID-19. I w- this is something that I really admire him for because this is something that he has been saying for like ages because a lot of people were like shitting on him on social media for like talking about his experience with it because they're like, okay, you're fine. Who cares? But it's like he was trying to say, like, I'm going to, I'll read it, but he says, I wanted to kind of say, look, I'm somebody that really takes care of my health and I'd like to think I'm in good shape. I was basically trying to say this can affect anyone. Please take this seriously, which is something I admire him for because like a lot of people were sitting on him. I was like, guys, he's trying to be like, hey, literally anyone can get this. Please take it seriously. Um, Tavate, 37, says he now suspects he was sicker than he thought at the time. For several weeks, he slept 13 hours a day, but thankfully his lungs weren't affected. It was like a terrible, terrible sinus infection. A few weeks later, he had a flare-up. In terms of lasting effects, I think I've been okay, he said. I know a lot of people that really, really suffered, so I consider myself very lucky that I got by with as mild a case as I did. Because, um, like, for anyone who doesn't know, Tamutu ended up in the hospital with double pneumonia. Um, Danny Burstein talked about how he was, like, coughing up blood at one point, and that's when he realized he needed to go to the hospital. Um, like a lot of his cast members had it much worse than he did. So like he's always said that like he's very happy that his is more. Yeah, modern. because that entire cast just immediately all at once. Pretty much the entire cast was like all on their asses with it. Yeah, like it was bad. Um, and then as we know, because this makes me laugh every time, and I've <laughs> every time I think about it, it just makes me laugh. Is how Max Clayton spread COVID it to to company <laughs> because he gave it to Matt. <laughs> oh my god. Um, to rate some of the strength to lend its support for out-of-work actors, joining stars like Sutton Foster and Jamie Jordan for a benefit concert hosted by Rosie O'Donnell, and later singing Marry Me a Little for a Stephen Sondheim birthday celebration. It felt so meaningful to me to be included, but also the message behind it. We can still be a community. We can still learn how to come together, even under these circumstances. Um, with Moulin Rouge granted, to rate film work elsewhere over the summer, he shot a Hallmark Channel Christmas movie with Laura Osnes and flew to Vancouver to work on the Apple TV Plus series, Schmigadoon, which... It's all I want to talk about at all times. I'm so excited for it. I'm like, when they announced that there was going to be like a musical TV show with Cecily Strong, like last January, I was like, 
mind blown because like I love Cecily she's in my top five favorite people of all time and so I was so excited about that and I knew that like Lauren Michaels was like producing it and everything so I was like this is gonna be amazing and then like when we got all the casting in like October or whatever I was like oh my this is my dream show like everything like the cast the synopsis everything about it is like everything I've ever wanted out of a television show um Gratitude doesn't even describe how I feel, he said, of the employment. I think about it every day because I know so many people who have not been able to work at all. The question of paying rent, of being able to support families and pay bills, it's truly, truly devastating. Um, that just talks about all the stuff he's been in. Um, a bright spark, bright spark, <laughs> bright, bright star, keep shining for me, shine on and see me through. Katie said, if I could hear bright star, <laughs> keep shining for me, and one day I'll shine for you. Katie said, a folksy musical. That's sign me up. <laughs> wow, I've never been more identified. <laughs> I don't even listen to folk music. I just love a folk musical. You love Big Fish, right? I, yeah, sure, I guess. You would love Big Fish. Like I've music. seen Big Fish. Like, it's like Okay, I was about to say, I was like, if you don't love it, I'm shocked. No, I've seen it. <laughs> it's very I enjoy fun. it. It's very not like my fave, but sometimes um, I just need to listen to daffodils. Oh, valid. Absolutely. Listen, Fight the Dragons is like one of my go-to songs. Or like, I, I Don't Need a House. Oh, how does that, what's the name of the song? I Don't Need a House to something, something. I haven't listened to it in ages. I could not tell you. Um, I'm sorry, sorry Kate Baldwin's voice. Kate, Kate Baldwin. Kate Baldwin's voice. Oh my God. He's amazing. I saw her in Hello Dolly. And when she yeah. was singing Ribbons Down My Back, I was yeah. like, <gasps> like, like gripping the, the, um, the seat the what are they called arm rests yeah yeah <laughs> it was like the seat handles <laughs> I thought I was even drinking wine in Katie's <laughs> I haven't I'm just insane I've had an insane week um but I was just gripping it like oh my god her voice is so good just, it was so beautiful and then like I went and listened to the cash recording and go no that's not what it sounded like just now <laughs> anyway keep going um, a bright spot in a dark year is when Moulin Rouge earned more than a dozen Tony nominations, which the company celebrated with the Zoom toast. So cute. Um, I'd like to think that our show would have done well in any year. I agree. So I'm very proud of the work that we've done. Uh, and then they mentioned... Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, had the season gone the way it was supposed to, it would have gotten a nomination gotten for Best Musical. I think it would have gotten, honestly, all the same nominations that it got. Like, I'm I don't not sure. Really? I don't think so in the acting categories. I think Aaron and Robin and Karen for sure would have gotten their noms. Saw, okay. I'm not sure of, but but I love Saw, so I think that he deserves everything. But Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's but see, that's where I would have differed with you. I would have said he would have gotten it, but not Robin. Hmm, I could see that. But I do think that Danny would have gotten it no matter what. Oh, absolutely. Danny will win. It's that's the thing for a year and a half I've been saying no over it like for two years since yeah. I saw it in Boston I was like I'm very excited for to see him win to see him win the Tony for that yeah. role no absolutely um so then they go on to 
Debate was the only actor in the category of best leading actor in a musical for his role as Christian. In which there were two eligible nominations. And it marks his first nomination. Unopposed, he's poised to win as long as 60% of voters vote for him. There's no way, there is no way the Tony nominating committee said, we're not giving it. We're not even nominating the only other eligible actor. So only one person is nominated, but just, like, we still I'm find him so mediocre that he's not even going to get 60%. The other, what you think? And I'm going to tell you this right now. 41% of people. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. We're gonna, let's talk about Tony voting next. But like, you think 41% of Tony voters are just going to say nothing about lead actor in a musical? I'm going to say what I was going to say after this, whenever we talk about Tony voting. But give me, so I'm going to finish this real quick and then I'll okay. So he says, it's the most wild thing that it just worked out that way, but I'm just so grateful. And I take it as nothing, but as a recognition of the hard work that I put into the show. Agreed. Um... Producer Carmen Pavlovic calls Tevey a unique musical theater actor whose vocal talent just blows you away, spanning ballads and all out rock numbers. Um, I'm thrilled he's received his first Tony nomination for his performance, which reflects not only his work on Moulin Rouge, but also Aaron's vast body of work that brings his career journey to this special moment. And I agree with that. Like, that's the thing is like a lot of people are shitting on the situation, but I think that this is so much more than just this role. I think that this is something that is so well-deserved for his entire career. Well, yeah. And you and I have had the conversation of, yeah. we don't think it should have been this role. No, but he definitely, sh- it's, it's, it's retroactive, it feels. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Tveit sees something of a silver lining in the Broadway shutdown. Long unaddressed social issues are being examined, hop among them racial representation on both sides of the curtain. While urging donations to the National Services groups, Group, the Actors Fund, he also champions Black Lives Matter groups, anti-racism organizations, bail relief, and transgender resources. Um, I've done a lot of listening, he said. I've tried to just shut my mouth and listen to everything around me what people need and what people feel and then look at how personally I may or may not be helping. When Broadway restarts he hopes the hard work can continue of ensuring all people have equal access to theater work not just friends or those recommended. I think that if that means for a while making a concentrated effort to look beyond the norm then maybe five or ten years from now hopefully we'll be in a much better place. Cute love that. So what I was gonna say. Wait where was that where can people find this article? Um on the Associated Press website. Cool. Just type Aaron Tate Associated Press, it'll come up. Um, Let's talk about Tony voting. What are we going to say about Tony voting? So here's... here's We are currently in Tony voting season. Yes, so here's what I was going to say. So since Tony voting started like a few days ago, when we're filming this, it started beginning of... Yesterday, right? The the 5th through the 15th, right? Okay, that's right. I'm an idiot. Is that what it is? Sorry, that's me just guessing. I think that's it. I I think... I just know it was like March slash April. Is oh, when they yeah. Were. Hold on. This literally says through the 15th. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. So, since I saw like a post. Might have been the first through ago, the 15th. Okay. So, I saw a post a few days ago that was like, Tony voting is happening or something like that. And ever since I saw that, I have been waking up every morning and praying to God. <laughs> I've been like, I know in my like heart of hearts that the American theater wing doesn't mean to be the worst. (laughs) And I know that they don't mean to be petty, but I just, here's my thing is I pray to God every single day. I'm like, please God, let him get that 60%. (laughs) It's just, 
all I need. And then here's another funny thing was the Tony Awards post on her Instagram yesterday, I think. And it was a photo of like a Tony Award and it was like Tony Award, like went best musicals or something like that. And it was like a play, like it was in the caption talking about how they made a playlist on Spotify. And everyone in the comments was like, I thought I missed something. <laughs> wait, 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 say that again. Who thought what for why? What did people think they missed? The official Tony Awards like Instagram page, everyone thought, including myself, I was like, wait, did we miss some sort of like Tony Award announcement <laughs> that we were unaware of? Because it was so like, it was honestly very confusing because also there was no link to the Spotify playlist. They just said there was one and I looked and I couldn't find one anywhere. <laughs> um, but like it made it seem like, oh, this is how we're going to tell you who won. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, it was very confusing and like all the comments were saying the same thing and it was making me laugh because I was like honestly I saw this and I was like oh should I go find the place to see what <laughs> it was very very weird but yeah. no you know that when people win they make a whole post just about it I know saying I, like I winner nominations too so I know I know but um, it was very weird to see <laughs> just show up on my Instagram I know that they're not going to tell us how it's being done, but mm -hmm. I am positive <laughs> that the way people are like judging them is based on house cam footage. I'm positive. Absolutely. What? How You're not going off of a year old memory. No, absolutely not. It is 100% house cam footage. Because here's my thing is like, you know how insane or bootlegs. I am. Like, you I can't do bootlegs for plays those they're probably don't. Do, no here's what they're not going to do bootlegs because they're so anti-bootlegs and they're such little dicks about it they're not going to do it because they don't want to be hypocrites um but it's so funny because you know how like insane I am and like I remember a lot of things like I remember little things and I think you and I are very similar in that like we remember very little things from productions that we see and like performances that we see and so <laughs> I could do it based solely off of like a year ago seeing something but I really sincerely doubt that anybody else could like people like us like other theater fans absolutely could do it like I could vote today if I had seen those shows I could do it but like well I think that when it comes to acting it may be easier but when it comes to things like lighting design yeah <laughs> like how we both went there <laughs> You know what we were thinking of? We were thinking of Moulin Rouge. Well, I was thinking of Hamilton's lighting design, actually. <laughs> I, mean, I thought we were on the same wavelength. Look, we are partially, you and I are going like, I was literally like, I was sitting there and I was just thinking about the chandelier lighting design. The thing is, you talk a lot about chandelier. I remember parts of it, but not the whole thing. Oh, chandelier. Please. No, the parts of Moulin Rouge that stick out in my brain are crazy rolling yeah um actually the the it's a very pivotal moment that's a crazy whatever that um backstage tango what's it called backstage romance, backstage romance. that's one that i think tango. about well because it's el tango de roxanne later i know and even I know. that it's one like i know the songs i know the songs for that one but i don't i can't remember how that one goes um i remember um the, the, I remember like the first couple, but like I don't remember chandelier really at all. 
I remember I'm, more. I remember more Boston. I like weirdly. I remember Boston. The best scene I have ever seen in a freaking musical in my life. I stand by that. And I still remember like Shake It Out. Like I remember loving that scene. Mm, um. God. So good. I miss it. I know why they cut it. Like I understand, but at the same time, I'm like. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, I miss it because so it was, it was um, Harold Zidler's cool. like opportunity to bond with, with uh, and like you girls, and it, and it made them more like, like there's a more raw thing for them. Yeah, like it was like these are human beings. <laughs> yeah, they're not just, you know, whatever. Yeah. But no, yeah. you can't do like lighting design. You can't really do sound design. You can't. You can kind of remember costume design, but even then, not really. I wonder if there's like a packet they give where it's like, this is what the costume was. <laughs> like a press packet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> old, like, PR packet. Or, oh gosh. Well, like, you can't even costumes, I think you could, because what? like, I know like with um, shows like, I think Tina did it, but I know like with um, Moulin Rouge, they have like, I mean, there's renderings for the costumes. There's like so many photos of the costumes, I think. Something I'm grabbing right now for anybody who doesn't watch the um, great video part. No, well, okay, this is what is given to Tony voters. Right. This packet, this box, and inside of it. This? Where did you get this? Katie, where did this come from? <laughs> you just pulled the like, Tony voter box out of the drawer. No, it was sitting on my dresser. This I've okay. been in, I've been in possession of this for nearly three years. Okay, um, let's, let's, go with, let's go. Let's go. Let's go with about two and a half years. Um, I got this because somebody left it on the communal table in the kitchen at work. Stop. So mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, at, at my job, it was like if there's something's on this table, you can take it. And it was that, and then there was one for the band's visit, too. Did you grab that one? No, I felt um, greedy if I took both of them. You could have grabbed it for me. Jill, I don't even think we had met yet. Yes, we, I'm sure we had. No, I don't think we had. We met, like, what, the fall of 2017? 18. 18. Two and a half years ago. Jill, we didn't know each other well enough for me to do this. <laughs> but inside, inside of this box is the coffee table book yes and inside you of the coffee table book, barnes and noble for anyone who wants yes. to buy a barnes and noble but what you can't buy at barnes and noble yeah is what is inside of this book and what is left in this box yeah so inside of this book are bookmarks yeah that say come on let me find it if you want to get a visual representation of this, find us on YouTube. Yeah. So inside there are bookmarks for each person who is nominated. So ah. this is for Dave Malloy. Okay. And yeah. his says, Dave Malloy, Tony nominee, best score, best book, best orchestrations, has his headshot. And then it says, one of my favorite things about classics is finding those moments that feel startling well, can't read. I'm terrible at reading. Uh, one of my favorite things about classics is finding those moments that feel startlingly contemporary, that remind you that human emotions have been the same for centuries. It's that connection that makes 
these stories rich and cathartic, not lethargic. How about you relax, Katie? So that was Dave Malloy's, <laughs> who love him. Love, great comment. It's my favorite thing. Um, and then this one's for Rachel Chavkin and her headshot. Says Rachel Chavkin, Tony, no- Tony nominee, best direction. Um, at each juncture, there has been a well-founded fear that we would lose the intimacy and simplicity that had made the original run so successful. With each step, we had more resources and more space to fill. As we added our glorious ensemble, as we created new costumes, and as we detailed our serpentine bars with beautiful paint treatments, we hadn't, I'm terrible at reading, the sentence is so long. As we added our glorious ensemble, as we created new costumes, and as we detailed our serpentine bars with beautiful paint treatments we hadn't been able to afford, something else happened. The show became more of what it wanted to be. So that's what's in that. And it's for every person who's nominated there. And so what also is in this box is um, a couple of things. So there's three more things in this box. And I wonder if they're going to give these people these boxes this year. I wonder if it's even possible. I'm sure it is. I'm sure the marketing teams are like, them. yeah. And I'm sure the marketing team, I'm sure they mailed them before. Right. <laughs> um, so this like card, this uh, card stock little thing that says great comment, dare to dream. And then great comment, 12 Tony nominations, including best musical. And then all the other ones, this, other similar one except on the back it says they say we are in love nope that's not what it says it says they say we are asleep until we fall in love but it folds out into all of the like press quotes of everything and then it like folds out further into what you see in the lobby as you're in the um as you're in the theater like Mm -hmm. all the way out you see a little bit of the bunker lobby on the back yeah but when you open this fully it is like a big poster a giant poster yeah that is like iconic shot like everyone it's like four foot long like that's like huge oh yeah it's like four feet um jeez louise open 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 Like Holy shot. shot. It's like a pan shot of just like the stage setup and everything. Yeah. It's and, and like that's that's a shot that I've seen before and right. I love. But this one of my favorite things is this that just says a love letter, which is a very important part of the show. Yeah. Um and then you open it, it's full on wax sealed. Like love a wax seal. wax sealed. Is it like a real wax seal or is it a wax seal sticker? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm gonna say sticker. And then inside is a letter, and it says, yeah. "Dear Tony Voter, <laughs> we are pleased to share with you a copy of Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812: The Journey of a New Musical to Broadway." and then it's just this whole thing and it's it's this whole thing and I'm very like lucky and very excited to like 
have this in my possession. It's one of my like favorite things I own. Yeah. Because if you know me, you know, I'm obsessed with Comet. I literally had a dream about Comet last night. Literally, it made me laugh. Explain, explain your logic in this dream. Because oh, okay. Um, here's my dream logic. All right. So, um, so I'm asleep, obviously, as people are when they tend to dream. Um, and, um, I was in New York and I said, well, Broadway is closed. So therefore every show that was on Broadway can't perform, but that doesn't mean the shows that have already closed can't perform. So I went and saw like two productions of, uh, Great Comet and like, I think it was either War Paint or Next to Normal. I'm not sure which one. Which are two very different shows. Very different shows. But I, it was one of the two. My favorite thing, though, is based on your logic, my mind, I asked Katie, I said, so I just saw Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> my, my brain automatically was like, catch me, catch me. I need to see Catch Me If You Can so badly. But it was this weird, like, series of events where I was in New York, or I was at Great Comet, and then I was at Great Comet again in a different seat, but like it, it was a different performance and a f- I know a full day had passed. I don't remember being at, you know, either Next Normal or War Paint, but I knew that it had happened. But you like remembered seeing Having, them. yeah. My brain in That's dreams insane. works weird. That's so insane. I had a dream last night um, that I was in a production of, oh, what was it? It was a show that like I don't like love, so it was weird, very weird. Um, oh my god, I want to say that it was like Dear Evan Hansen or something like that. Like it was like a show that I'm very much like I don't think about on a daily basis. Are <laughs> you so indifferent towards? Yeah, so it's like, like very weird that it was like in my dream. But like a lot of my dreams revolve around me performing in like Broadway shows. That's weird. None of mine do. Actually, no, that's a lie. Some of my stress dreams do. Sometimes my stress dreams, I have three different stress dreams. One yeah. is um, I'm in an elevator and it's falling. That's the typical one. Yeah. Um, the second one is more complicated. It's more complex. Um, I'm in an airplane that can't seem to get off the ground. And so to the point that it has to take freeways to have an extended runway. Yeah. So like it won't mm-hmm. stop. It's like a shark. Like it like can't. Like it like can't get to... off the ground. Like it needs more space to get off the ground and it just oh, can't. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. I thought you just meant like it couldn't. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. No. So, was... It's, so it's like driving along the 10 and just can't get off the ground. Like it needs more space. It needs a longer runway and it just can't do it. That's um, And then the third one, less common. And so those two are the most common ones. I haven't yeah. had them in a while. Knock on wood. Um, but those are the two main ones and it's usually the airplane one and then the elevator one also sometimes when I was in high school, uh, my senior year of high school, I was on a roller coaster that I could see the track wasn't finished. Like the track just ended and I was the only one on the, um, roller coaster that noticed it. And everyone was just like, Hey, we're love good night, which is very metaphorical. Like my 12 year old my 12th grade brain was like we're all metaphors in here you're on a path and everyone else seems to not care but you don't see you see a sharp end that's alarming like that's like terrifying 
Yeah. Um, but my third and least common dream is I am thrusted onto a stage and just said, go. Like, f- figure it out. Figure out the dancing. Figure out the words. Figure out the songs. I, it's so funny because, like, like you said, it's, like, weird that, like, I have a lot of dreams of, like, being in shows and stuff. I think it's because, like, I am, like, a performer at heart. Like, that is, like, what I would prefer to be doing with my life. Um, and so it's, like, I don't know, like, a lot of my dreams revolve around, sometimes, a lot of the times, though, it is usually shows that, like, I love and, like, could see myself being in. Um, like, I've been, I've had dreams where I was um, in the ensemble of Catch Me If You Can and it was like my favorite dream I've ever had um because like that's like my goal with my um I've had dreams where I was Julia Trojan in Bandstand which is like one of my top dream roles but is it you performing as Julia Trojan or is it you're actually her and you're living her life no I'm performing as Julia Trojan oh I have had a dream like that though where I was Jenna from Waitress (laughs) (laughs) I think that that one was a PTSD dream (laughs) I think that was like a PTSD nightmare that I had because a oh lot of gosh. those are very theatrical I'm gonna tell you that right now a lot of people don't like think about that but like okay if you have diagnosed like PTSD you might have the same situation I don't know none of my like I have a couple friends that have like diagnosed PTSD and they don't have this situation like I do I think it's because like I'm a very theatrical person <laughs> a dramatic person but a lot of my like PTSD nightmares are me in fictional scenarios but what's happening to me is like stuff that like happened to me in my life that was like traumatic. So like the Jenna one isn't that far off. Like I had an abusive boyfriend. So like the Jenna one makes the most sense. <laughs> but then I have ones where I'm like, I don't know, like in like a gossip girl scenario, like where I'm like in New York and I'm like a socialite. And it's like, that doesn't make sense <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's like it's just it's very very strange like the whole like my dreams are very very weird but like they're always almost always like a theatrical production and my PTSD nightmares just happen to be ones that involve (laughs) my trauma weird um interesting cool it's very fun um yeah so we, we, we let's move on so the last or the last thing I want to talk about is the court is getting um renovated yes it is it's getting isn't it an extension it's getting an extension so this is what it says um Schubert Organization to begin expansion of Broadway's court theater Broadway News's Caitlin Huston the Schubert Organization will begin construction this March on the court theater in a project that will see the addition of a five-story annex as well as improvements to the theater's facade and interior. The new annex to be added to the west side of the theater will include multiple levels of lounges and concession spaces and accessible restrooms, new dressing rooms, rehearsal spaces, and wardrobe facilities, which is great. Love that. Um, especially the accessible bathrooms because um, Broadway because Broadway theaters are so old a lot of them are so old that ADA was not a thing yeah um so I remember when my mom and I went to like do those renovations so I remember when my mom and I went to New York uh we went to see Bandstand Mm -hmm. at the Jacobs and um my mom was having she has arthritis in her everywhere really (laughs) and (laughs) and um 
the bathrooms at the Jacobs are down like a flight of stairs. And yeah. she was like, um, I can do that, but it's going to take me a bit. And luckily there was like one like um, accessible bathroom mm-hmm. on lobby level. But, you know, like it was like a single stall kind of deal. Whereas yeah. the ones... Whereas when we went to see War Paint at the Nederlander, where we were sitting, it was like you had to go upstairs and then downstairs and all of these things. Yeah. So not the best. Um, I don't... So adding an accessible, adding accessible bathrooms, I think is very important. It's also, I can't remember if this was on her like story or close, I can't remember. But Teal posted or she was talking about the extension. And it's, if you're looking at the court theater, it's that like small alleyway. That's mm-hmm that's where the extension is and I didn't know I don't know much about like like I don't really think about the court theater I don't know why like I just don't think it like comes up in my life well the court is mainly a playhouse um right. but that is where that's where um Bright Star you know <laughs> loop yeah. it back that's where Bright Star was um but I saw M Butterfly there I love M Butterfly mm-hmm. with Clive Owen and Jen Anyone who's ever met me for at least an hour knows that like anything based on a Puccini opera I love because I love Puccini <laughs> operas. <laughs> yeah. Um, the project will add expanded wing space within the theater as well as a modernized rigging system to allow for larger casts and more technical productions. Very exciting. And it sounds safer too. So mm-hmm. that's always Const- Yeah. Construction is expected to be completed in 2022, which is probably my will return. <laughs> i'm sorry i okay look i know that biden says that everyone is should be able to get their vaccines by may i i want to like keep my expectations low you know i don't i I, we just went through a full year of it'll be open by the fall it'll be open by january it'll be open by march i'm at this point going it'll open in January at this point. I said, I'm giving myself the furthest possible date out. Sorry. It makes me sad to think about it. That's the only thing is like, I, oh, but I'm so done putting a date on it. I mean, yeah. And it's like, I understand, but it's also like, I just, <laughs> I just don't like thinking about dates when it comes to that. Like, I'm just like, it's going to yeah. reopen. Like, I'm just like, that's just my mindset. It, and I'm saying it will reopen. Right. I just we can't put dates on things anymore right I agree it's yeah and which is literally something I need to put into my own life as practice being like well you need to have this done in your life by the time you're this old no. then a pandemic comes and screws everything over for you yeah it's so funny um, so fun fact um I briefly mentioned this to Katie but fun fact my university has not said if we're having like what our graduation is going to be yet I was like on the phone with my mom talking about it and I was like I'm banking on virtual because like we're very close to Virginia Tech Virginia Tech is doing virtual I'm banking on it because what we were supposed to be doing was it was going to be is over the course of a few days and the 2020 graduates were going to come back and do theirs and I was like that's a lot of people to bring in and you cut out our spring break for that reason so the hypocrisy is disgusting um (laughs) I am burnt out (laughs) I'm dying um but so that was like the original plan and so now we're just like please make it like my roommate and I were like please make it online because like we don't want we don't even want to go like we're like we're in this situation where we just want it to be online so that we don't have to deal with it yeah I will say so my cap 
I've already designed it in my head. I haven't like designed it exactly, but guess what the quote is going to be? <laughs> Live in living color. No, but that's good. Um, It was going to be, it was between Catch Me and something from Smash and Smash One Out. And it's going to be public relations are my favorite kind. When you said Catch Me, when you said Catch Me, I was like, oh, it's going to be Catch Me, I'm Falling from Next to Normal. <laughs> no, but that would describe my mental state for the last little bit. Uh, falling that head first um so let's finish this construction yeah. is expected to be completed in 2022 according to the Shebert organization minor prep work on the theater has already begun well yeah it's march it says it's going to start in march duh uh minor prep work on the theater has already begun within the playhouse the schubert organization will add new seating which includes a thinner profile to the seats and added leg room which interesting. is interesting. <laughs> like that those are answers like interesting. More legroom here for. The yeah. theaters the theaters 1092 seat capacity will remain unchanged. Cool. Awesome. Um I bet that has to do with fire codes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> this is the <laughs> this is the first large-scale construction project undertaken by the Schubert organization in decades and a major update to the Broadway landscape. Is it though a major Which, update to the Broadway landscape? Not really. I'm going to be honest with you. I find it weird that this is the first major like renovation with the Schubert's because they own so many theaters. I find it weird that this is like the first major one in decades. Like that's very odd to me. I don't know why. Well, I mean, I can't really think of a lot of theaters that have had major updates because the next thing is nearby the palace owned by the Nederland organization is the is in the midst of an extensive construction as workers complete their structural preparations needed to lift the theater 29 feet in the air. A retail space is planned for the lower levels. That bothers me so much. What's happening with the really? palace? I'm like, y'all just, <laughs> y'all just want to add more retail space. I mean, I've got a lot of issues with the Palace Theater renovation, as you know, I've discussed it. They just want to shake up all the ghosts. Well, it's not, it's just, my issues with it is it's just like you pushed out a lot of people in their jobs. Yeah. Because of greedy developers. Like, that's my issue is it's like you put hundreds of people out of jobs for. Do you lift a theater 29 feet? Yeah. 29 feet. Yeah. <sighs> bothers me. Bothers the hell out of me. Makes me They're trying to shake up all the ghosts. Yep. And you know what? Those ghosts are going to haunt the shit out of them for what they do. As they should. Judy Garland, yep. get them. Get them, Judy um, Garland. Judy Garland's going to haunt the shit out of them. <laughs> Imagine Judy Garland being the ghost that haunts you. <laughs> would love it. She'd just be tap dancing her way. That's what I would want, anyways. The Schubert organization has the Ambassador, the Barrymore, the Belasco, the Booth, the Broadhurst, the Broadway, the Court, the Golden, the Imperial, the Jacobs, the Longacre, the Lyceum, the Majestic, the Music Box, Schoenfeld, the Schubert, and the Winter Garden. And I feel like the the most recent renovation is probably whatever they did to the, I don't know, the only one I can think of is the one that they did to the Winter Garden for um, when they added cats and stuff mm, yeah even then i don't know how big of a renovation that is but yeah i can't think of any major renovations that any of them would have had 
the only like renovations that I can think of are like whenever shows are being put in with like a large scale set like um like in theaters in general so it's like and it's mostly done to like the house so it's not really like you know anything crazy but like I was just thinking of like um I'm sure the load in, like the load in from one reason whenever they were pulling out seats to do like the to like move them around and do the can-can seating and everything that was like a major thing but that wasn't that's I don't consider that like major renovation no what I would consider major renovation is uh what they did to the lyric for Harry Potter they basically had to they had to buy um from what I understand they had to buy part of the next um that's right okay like part of a theater that had been turned into something else so yeah yeah right because it says um between 2017 and 2018 the theater was completely renovated and modified for the theater's current production of harry potter and the cursed child which opened on april 22nd 2018 my birthday um (laughs) approximately 33 million dollars was spent on the theater's modification in addition to the 35.5 million dollar capitalization of the production formally described by the new york times as a charmless barn of a theater oh my god the renovation oh. brought the seating capacity down to let me see hold on uh michael paulson uh the renovation brought this the renovation brought the seating capacity down to 1,622 seats from the previous 1,866, bringing the theater closer to the seating capacity of other large Broadway theaters, including the Majestic and the Broadway. But wait, didn't they buy? Why doesn't it say that they like bought part of a theater? Because I swear they like extended their theater. I think I thought they did. Are we stupid? I have to look this up. Lyric Theater new york renovation please don't please don't tell me that i'm locked out of this app this article um no okay if you and i both think about this if you and i both think this then how are we both wrong because we're both stupid Mm. we both also just put things into our brain that don't exist (laughs) i'm not talking about that (laughs) i swear to god lyric broadway can i read you a message i got yesterday yeah if you want me to cut this out (laughs) you can but it's also it has to do with broadway so oh then then let's add it Okay, so I got a message yesterday, and he said, I haven't heard from him since. He said, <laughs> he said where did you see Moulin Rouge at? It, like, I love the movie. Like, I didn't know that it was musical, whatever. And then he said, I've seen Lion King and Grease at the Broadways in London. <laughs> um, excuse me. I don't think you understand what you're talking about, sir. Well, I responded with, I saw it in its free Broadway run in Boston and on Broadway. And then I said, and I've always wanted to see, show, see shows on the West End. <laughs> like, I was, I'm such an asshole. Like, I always correct people in, like, the worst. Like, I'm such a bitch about it. Like, 
if you misspell something in a text message, I will find a way to reword what you said so that I can show you the correct spelling for it. Oh my God. Like he's I'm probably like ass. this, he's probably like this pretentious asshole. My friends hate me for it. Like I have friends who like they're terrible at spelling and they'll send me something and spell it completely wrong. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, yeah, I know about, and then like, I'll say like the thing. <laughs> And then they're like, please stop. <laughs> like, I, I can't help it. Like, I, I can't. I can't help it. It's who I am. I've done this since I was a kid. And what was the Foxwoods? I don't know. Can we wrap this up? It's almost 11. And I still have yeah. stuff I have to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jill, where can people find us? Because we can't find out this um, whole lyric theater debacle. Yes, I see, every time I'm like about to talk, my AC kicks on. Um, <laughs> it's like jarring. Um, on TikTok and Instagram, we are at Thoughts Shared Podcast, and I am at It's Jill Hayes on all social media platforms. And if you want to follow me, hi, I'm Katie. You can follow me on Instagram at Complete Katie or on TikTok at Katie Fornia. Goodbye. Bye. Talk to y'all next week. <laughs>